do you want to be the best investor you can be, the best family steward you can be? Well, then you need to know what the next normal is. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 168. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. This is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro, a fiduciary, an educator, a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. Today's episode is the next normal. But before we get to the topic of the day, I (laughs) do not like caught off guard. Who likes to be caught off guard? It's not good for me. It's not good for my kids. It's not good for my marriage. And I am horrible with directions. I mean, I'm in the lowest quartile there is when it comes to bad drivers. And second, I can't stand being late to anything. When I'm late, I'm anxious. I don't know what the heck I ever did before having Google Maps or Apple Maps on my phone. I don't even know how I got around. But the other thing that makes me anxious is when I don't exactly know what's going to go on during the week. I like things to be normal. I want to know what's going to happen and when. I do not want surprises. And I'm really good with my work calendar. And I need to be because my clients or prospective clients schedule meetings using an app so they can schedule whenever they want. So it's my job to black out the times when I'm not available. And it's easy on my work calendar, but then I need to bring things from my personal calendar over to my work calendar to block out some things as well. But it's not as easy as you might think because that family calendar, and thank you, Deanna, my wife, for keeping up with it. I mean, it's not easy. She takes care of all the fun stuff that's going on in the weekends. And then there's the stuff during the week. It's all that back and forth. Who's going to take Which kid to practice or to the doctor? They both have braces. So the ortho, the dentist, the friend's house. And what about when my uh, middle daughter always talks about this project she's got going on for school? So she's got to go to her friend's house because they're doing a group project. When I was in school, we didn't have all these group projects. And I think it's just this excuse to go hang out with their friends or do homework with their friends. But No, she always has to present it as a project, like I must go over there. It's not something that I want to do, I must do. But if any of this stuff gets sprung up on me, it's a problem. I get anxious, it throws me off. I want things to be normal. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that my wife and I, we have a monthly 
financial summit meeting. We call it the monthly summit. It sounds pretty big and important, but that's when we go over our monthly spending plan. And I use the Every Dollar app that Dave Ramsey has. Love that app. If you're into wanting to look at your expenses digitally, there's an app on your phone for the Every Dollar app, and then you can bring it up on your computer. Or maybe you do it the old fashioned way and just have everything in an Excel spreadsheet. Well, we have that monthly summit, love the monthly summit, gets us on the same page, makes the month feel more normal. And we know there's going to be some gotchas. There always is some unexpected expenses that we got to work into the monthly plan. But for the most part, we want things to be normal with our finances. And now, back to the calendar, we have a meeting every single week, every Sunday to decide who's going to take which kid where. And this is a big meeting. That's why I can't just bring into my work calendar the days that my daughter has volleyball practice or my other daughter has girls on the run because sometimes I'm taking them and sometimes I'm not. So sometimes I can keep that slot open for a meeting or I can work because I do work. I don't always just do the podcast, but Sometimes I need to block it out because I need to take my kids somewhere. So they're blended. And my wife and I, she's beautiful. She's awesome. But man, we fight it out when it comes time sometimes to who's going to take who to the doctor or to practice. And sometimes it depends who's busier or who's got a crazier week or who's got a more important meeting. And Man, you know, she's a principal, so I understand she's got a less flexible schedule, but things seem to always be crazy, always have a lot of meetings and stuff. And so I am more flexible, so I end up doing a lot more of the running around, especially when it comes to the doctor visits, when my kids have to have shots. Oh, man, she doesn't want anything to do with it. And we know there's going to be gotchas, but you know what? When we plan this out, when I know when I need to take my kid where during the week, it makes things feel normal. There's no big surprises that I didn't see coming. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The next normal. How am I going to tie this one in from a calendar to investing. Well, David Booth, founder of Dimensional Funds, did an article months ago about the new normal or the old normal. And I did a whole podcast about it. And he wrote another article about just this past couple of weeks about the next normal. So I'm going to kind of blend in his article with my commentary. And we'll post a link to this article below in the show notes at Best and Wealth. You'll find it at episode number 168. And what is the next normal? Well, before I get to it, let's take a step back. Let's look back a year ago. At the end of March 2020, the S&P 500, the largest 500 companies in the United States, was down nearly 20%. Now, it had come back a little bit because if you remember, pandemic downturn started in February. So it was down a lot more than that. But at the end of March, it was down 20%. And the world was scrambling. I mean, right now we have people that fully are on board getting vaccinated. 
believing that we actually have a pandemic going on. And then there were people currently right now that believe that everybody's still overreacting, not going to get a vaccination. We need to just open back up. Well, back then, I believe there were more people that were more willing to go into lockdown because we just had no idea. We have never been through a pandemic before. Many experts, and I put that experts in air quotes, started writing articles telling us where we would be in the next year. And you know me, when it comes to people writing financial articles, everybody has an opinion, but nobody has a crystal ball. So everybody is just taking a guess at where things will be. But I do not remember anyone that said the S&P 500 would be up 56% over the next 12 months. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. David Booth wrote in the article, he didn't predict any of that. And I didn't predict any of that. I don't think anybody predicted any of that. Now, David Booth and I have something in common. We never make predictions. Last June, David spoke about the old normal and how we should be prepared for market downturns once or twice a decade. It's true. We have at least one correction a year on average. That's a 10% drop from market highs. We have two to three bear markets a decade, which is a 20% drop. And we average two recessions a decade, which can be much further than the 20% drop with lots of unemployment, et cetera. We went through a recession last year. And when we have corrections, bear markets and recessions, it's great for economies. It's very normal. We just can't know when they're going to happen. People write articles and predict when they're going to happen, but we have no idea. Again, nobody has a crystal ball. We can't predict a financial crisis, but we can plan for them. And that's why David always recommends having a trusted financial advisor, a fiduciary who puts your interests first, who can help you understand the range of possible outcomes and create a plan tailored to your goals and acceptable levels of risk. So maybe you're off doing your financial stuff on your own. And you know what? That's fine. As long as you are prepared and know the possible outcomes inside of your current portfolio. That's why we use some complicated software to figure out two standard deviations away so we can predict with the 95% probability where your portfolio is going to land in the next six months or a year. And if you're looking to take a lot of risk, well, you could see a great upside. But if the downside is negative 30%, In six months from now, you're down 28% and you're surprised. You're wondering, how did this ever happen? Well, if you knew that it was within the range of possibilities, it would feel more normal. David goes on and says, if you stayed in the market, it's probably time for a victory lap. Why? Because the market has rebounded. The S&P 500 has rebounded 56%. And I'm talking about through the end of March. I'm doing this podcast today, April 23rd, 2021, but I'm giving you numbers through the end of March. So as I already stated, the S&P 500 was down 20% at the end of March, 2020. And if you fast forward one year, end of March, 2021, 
the S&P 500 rose 56% since that time. Well, let's look at another fund in Dimensional. If you listen to me long enough, you know that I like Dimensional funds. I like a lot of fund companies, but I like Dimensional funds, especially right now. And if you really understand the strategy behind it, you would be a fan of Dimensional because of the science behind their portfolios. I did a whole podcast on Dimensional less than a year ago. I think it was less than a year ago. Go to bestandwealth.com, look at past episodes, or put in the keyword Dimensional or Mutual Fund Company or something like that. You'll find it. So one of the funds that we use inside of our portfolio, this is no advertisement for the fund, but Dimensional has a fund called the DFA US Small Cap Value Fund. We like this because when we look at long expected returns, and if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, we know that smaller companies and companies tilted closer to the value of their book tend to do better over time. The expected return is higher. Well, that fund, that U.S. small value at the end of March 2020 was down 39.02%, a lot more than the S&P 500, like double. So what happens when you look at an asset class? We're going to call that the small value asset class. And you come out March 2020, and it's down 39%, and the S&P 500 is only down 20 Do you want me to tell you what most people do? They make a change. They make a change because they feel like that fund or that asset class is falling apart. And I read several articles last year that value was dead, that small is dead. Get out of it. But that's not what a family steward does. That's not what we do here at Fortress Planning Group. We stay disciplined and we practice patience. In fact, at the end of March 2020, We did strategic rebalancing. I did an episode on strategic rebalancing not long ago. What did we do? Well, we looked at the portfolio. We wanted to balance back in. And what was the lowest performer? Oh, that small value, that targeted small value. And so we actually invested more money. When people were fleeing from that asset class, we put more money into that asset class. Why? Because we believe in long-term expected returns, without guarantees, of course. But we want to stay in our lane. We want to stay invested, and we want to stay in our lane in each of these asset classes. So let's fast forward a year from March 31st, 2020. S&P 500 rose 56%, went down 20, rose 56 Dimensional U.S. small cap value down 39.02%. Over the following year, March 31st, 2020 to March 31st, 2021, up 112.09%. Those are some serious gains. Not only that, because Dimensional tilts a little more and smaller and grabs more pure value. The Russell 2000 value, which is benchmarked against the Dimensional fund, that had a big gain too, up 97.05% but still nowhere near the dimensional 112.09%. Let's put that in perspective. S&P 500, if we take it from January 1st, 2020, all the way to March 31st, 2021, so it had the big drop, the 20%, 
then back up 56, ended up up 25.71%. U.S. small cap value lost that 40%, but then gained 112. Full return up almost 30%, much better over that time period. Plus, if you practiced strategic rebalancing, you got that extra big bump. David goes on in this article, sticking to a long-term investment plan in the face of such extreme uncertainty, especially in that asset class, man, it wasn't easy. And I have so much appreciation for anyone that practices discipline and patience, staying in the market and staying in all the asset classes that have, at least in the past, delivered very good expected returns. Listen, we all stressed out about last March. There was pressure to do something, to make changes for the sake of reacting. People might get out of the market in an effort to reduce uncertainty. People might get out of an asset class like small value in an effort to reduce uncertainty. But here's the kicker that David talks about in the article. Getting out of the market or getting out of the asset class can actually increase uncertainty. Why? Because it can force investors to make a difficult decision, which is choosing the best time to get back in. There are people right now, and I know some of them, that got out of the market last year. Maybe not in March, maybe in June, maybe in July, maybe in August. And they're still sitting on the sidelines because that's the hardest decision. When do I get back into the market instead of having a plan? Heck, There's people that during the 2008 recession, they're still out of the market. 13 years plus later, they're still out of the market. So this article goes on, it highlights something that David and I preach all the time, and it's long believed to be true. While investments have risk, and they do, many people who think they're investing are actually gambling. And it's a really simple distinction for me. If you're trying to time short-term market movements, you're gambling, period. Whether it's in and out of the market or in and out of asset classes. Staying focused on a long-term strategy during times like this past year is hard work. It's not doing nothing. Staying focused on the long-term strategy. And you or your advisor practicing good strategic rebalancing is not doing nothing either. So short periods like the first quarter of 2020 in the past year, they're not signals of future performance. They're reminders of just how hard being a long-term investor can be. It is not easy being a long-term investor. We didn't know that returns like that small cap value would come this year, but we knew We needed to stay in the market. We needed to stay in our asset classes to capture them when they show up. That's the deal. If you're investing in the market, in all these asset classes you should be in, we don't know when the big returns are going to come in. We don't know when they're going to show up. That's why we stick to our plan because of the expected returns that we have seen in the past and expect in the future. Every financial crisis is different, but the best way to deal with them is always the same. We can't control the crisis, 
but we can control our response to them. You want to be prepared to deal with the unexpected before it happens. You want to talk about this stuff when times are good, like right now. You don't want to talk about this stuff only when you're stuck in the middle of it. You want to talk about it now because now are the reminders for us that the market will go up and down, that corrections happen, bear markets happen. So when they happen, it's normal. That's why I like to talk about the calendar with my wife. It feels normal then when I know what's going on. What's the next normal for us? It's expecting uncertainty and committing to a plan that addresses it. It's rising above the temptation to make changes when things get tough. It's understanding the difference between investing and gambling. And it's remembering how good it feels when things work out according to plan, like right now. If you don't already have a plan that includes crises among the range of possible outcomes, it's never too late to start one. This is not the last crisis any of us are likely to experience. If we make thoughtful planning the new normal, we'll be ready for the next normal. Plan for the week. Plan your schedule. Plan your monthly budget. And plan for things like corrections, bear markets, and recessions. If we know they're coming, they will feel normal. And for me, I don't know about you. I do remember a time in my life when I said, you know, I don't want to be normal. I want to wear different clothes. I want to do different things. I want the unexpected to happen. I want each and every day to be a new adventure. Oh man, that is not me any longer. I want normal. I want to know what my schedule is going to look like during the week. I want to know what my monthly spending plan is going to look like. I want to know what I'm going to exercise during the week. I want to know when I'm going to be spending family time during the week. And I want to know and plan for corrections, bear markets, recessions. So I am ready because I'm the family steward. I'm on the front line and I got to be there for my family when things get crazy. All right, you guys, this is all the time I have. I hope you have one awesome, awesome week, and I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.